quick mic check. Let's I think go for it. I think his phone's gonna die, but let's let's roll with it. Mic check. Mic check. One two one two. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. Mic check. One two one two. There it is. Mic check. Fuck you, Josh. Come on. Mic check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking mic check. Fucking mic check. One two. Fucking Elijah's coronavirus. <laughs> And Raph is just Polish, which is sorry enough. They got Raph. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Dope. Dope. All right, let's go. All right, what do you guys want to talk about? Do it. I have no idea. We'll just see where it goes. (laughs) Good God. And mostly, this is how you're going to know that we're going to end. This is when my phone dies and I stop talking. That's how you know the (laughs) time's up. Okay, let's roll. What, What episode is this? 53? 53. I don't know. 53 okay let's do it we're coming in hot boys right. are you are you are you pumping yourself up right now <laughs> yeah let's go let's go come on <laughs> dude, get pumped up times like these dude you're at home you gotta get hyped up Shit, let's fucking do it. Episode 53, Stick in Rank Podcast. Um, I'm with my friends, Raffle yep. and Joshua. Hello. What up, what up? Hello from the interwebs once again. Um, how are we doing? Raffle, I'll let you go first, buddy. Josh <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. uh, I'm We're doing great. So Sun's out. Great day. Clean my room. Hanging out. Got nice. some tea. Got some maple green tea. Oh I woke up at six thirty in the morning. I worked out. I had a shower. <laughs> I edited the pod already a little bit. What? Yeah, man, I've been productive Wait today. A go back. You woke up at what time? Six thirty. <laughs> what time did you go to bed? Four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> so all you did You're was disgusting. so you actually didn't sleep. You just took a nap, <laughs> and I'm ready to rock, buddy. <laughs> yeah, when, when you say workout, you mean you didn't lift anything. You just got out of bed with two hours of sleep. It's just fucked up for the no dude my parents are athletic i did like a little home workout i have some kettlebells over here i got some medicine balls bosu balls oh dang yeah dude, dude. love that yeah right. today, well, today was today was core day damn that's uh that for, it's kind of hard for our listeners to understand but that's the last thing you expect from raffle not the workout but waking up not at 2 p.m yeah that's that's a curve yeah that's yeah, a man. Curve yeah, that. 12 six your boy was up till four playing some Doom, and he was having a good time. And then he looked at the clock. He's like, "Oh shit, four a.m." <laughs> you know what? Before, go to before, bed. We, before we swing it to Josh, uh, Raffle, yeah, you've uh, there's rumors going around that you uh, you're a streamer now, professional. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. No, not at all. <laughs> so that's that. All right. No. What are the you, fuck? Are you, still, are you still streaming? Uh, occasionally, not often though. Okay, I, I'm so gonna. What, I'm playing. I'm playing next right? Yeah, but I'm playing around with settings and everything right now, so it's like I haven't officially started doing anything. It's something that I might start in the, in the next little bit, but right now okay. it's just like the entire setup going on, organizing it, so and you, then just going from there. So you, you haven't announced it, but we announced it. Yes. Okay, so breaking news, <laughs> Ralph is a streamer. He's not ready yet, but he's a streamer. Yeah, Ralph's got to tie up a couple loose ends before he really gets this road on the show. This <laughs> <laughs> road on the show. <laughs> Uh, speaking about shows and kicking into the road, uh, we're going to kick it over to Josh Gertzen now. Um, lone man, lone survivor in the basement. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good, boys. Good to be here. Um, my my morning went vastly different than Raffles. I uh, I, wo- I woke up at, ah, I'm going to say like 1030. 
uh, 10.30 in the morning, got up, had some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, popped on The Hunger Games Catching Fire. This movie fucking slaps, boys. It's so good. And then I texted Raph at probably around 11 o'clock, asking when it was too too early to start opening a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. He said, never. <laughs> so I cracked those open, and, and we're doing that. No home workout to be had. FaceTime my mom, got to keep up with the fam back home. Good old Cowtown. Uh, working at 2 o'clock today. So, yeah, other than that, boys, it's it, it's been pretty chill. I, I'm going to be golfing on Tuesday. I'm really excited for Where that. Where the fuck are you golfing? Hazelmere, baby. We're it's going open. to hit. I called them today. They're open. Oh, my That's Atlanta. Nuts. I might so, have to dive into that one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to I'm gonna be doing that. And today is my Friday. And, boys, boys, best thing ever, a three-day fucking weekend. Shit, I have Wednesday dude. off as well, so I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> Talk about the vibe of being someone that's still working. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, three-day weekend. I'm like, man, this is 17th day. <laughs> done with this shit. Josh, yeah, what are you, what are you no. even going to do on your three-day weekend besides stay home? Just masturbate, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I, I think, so I think Monday is going to be like my laundry day. Just laundry day. Uh, Tuesday is going to be golfing. And then Wednesday is just going to be choking the chicken, beating the meat, you know, just just a full on stroke off of the day. If you, you if know, you like, know, that, you know like that meme, you know, like that meme on South Park where it's just the picture of the guy like he's just like glazed and calm. Like, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> That's going to be me. That's going to be me. It's ectoplasm. So, I'm, so honestly, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to my Wednesday. So Wednesday. I'm pumped. I can't wait. So I'm you actually know, not even. What? I've been I've been holding this one in the chamber for a while. I've been waiting for you to just go off inappropriately for like a uh, like <laughs> an extended amount of time so that I could just message every single one of your family members and be like, guys, Josh like was really outspoken this this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, grandparents included, everyone, young cousins, nieces, nephews, everyone. Take a look. <laughs> Josh. I'm just gonna choke the chicken, just pick it up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Josh? What's what do you, what do you what do you what what is what do you think is the most amount of times you can beat off in a day? Um, my my record that I've actually gone for, and I'm not even joking, my dick actually starts like <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty sure like I like looked at my hand, it was like it wasn't like it wasn't full on red, but it was like decently red. I think it was in like grade ten or eleven. Anyway, and I think I went like six six times six Holy times fuck. in one day horny little bastard dude it was fucking crazy but at even the very if, end no at, way, at the very end dude i felt like if i were to even like <laughs> touch touch my mushroom it, it, it would just fall off like it would generally fall off so like by the third um, or fourth time were you just firing blanks or like the 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 fifth time or no, the final time, the final time, it actually hurt. Oh. Like, yeah, like, like I, I, I ejaculated. And I'm pretty sure I had a tear roll down the side of my face as I laid in my bed, staring at the ceiling, questioning my fucking existence. And I'm like, you're a fucking dirtbag. I'm never letting this happen again. You're, so some, you're that, on some Christian Grey shit over there. So, so, so from that point on, I've never gone more than twice in one day so that's what i'm aiming for for twice in one day i might aim for three depending on how the second round goes but guaranteed two hundred percent oh my god honestly josh shoot for four if you hit three you'll be happy 
Yeah, I know. Let's Honestly, shoot like, for 40. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shoot for 40. That's cool. such a good one. clip for you. Oh, my God, dude. That's so funny. Uh, um, kind of what so yeah, we're on the topic ex- anyway. When you, uh, when you guys find videos, are you the type to, like, just go on the website and scroll, or do you, like, type in what you want? I don't want to I talk about this once it's on want. the internet. It's there forever, Dude, man. <laughs> honestly, you, you know what's really fucked up about a porn page? For me, at least. Wait, you type in what, what you want? Yeah, of course. You think I just go under the feature shit? And do you I'm go? Gonna, do you go? Do you, you type just go to like the front page? Do you, do you have like? No, I'm gonna. Website? I'm gonna tell you. Wait, what do you mean? Like, you just, do you go, you just go into Google and you type that into Google? No, you, I go, go on. No, I go on. No, no, I go on a website and then I type in what I want. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so ba- what I'm saying is, the feature page on a porn site, for me at least, can be a little fucked up sometimes because <laughs> I'll watch like some, some like I'll I'll feel some type of way and I'll type in some category of porn, and then the, I go on the feature page and I'm like, Josh, you fucking dirtbag! Why you watch you watch that category? Because that's all the feature page gives me. And at that point, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Like, I need variety in my life. It's not just, like, hot blondes all the time. Like, you know what I mean? You need to shake oh, 100%. this up. What, so, what? anyway. Yeah. So, I, the other night, I, I, I kind of had that. Like, I went on. I'm not going to tell you what it was. But there was a type. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, did I actually Google? I'm like, did I actually look that up last time? I'm like, yeah, let's stay away from that. I'll come back to that in, like, two weeks or a month when I'm feeling lonely. You, you see it on your feature page. It's back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. And the worst part is, is you can look at your history. So, like, you have, like, those old faithful videos that just get you going. And you just look it up in the queue. It's pretty sick. Oh, <laughs> I think one thing that I noticed a few weeks ago was that I think it's on Pornhub. They have uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it's on the on one of the pages you can pick like your you can pick like your country. It'll be like oh like top videos in Canada or all that shit. I was feeling a little international, so I was like, all right, let's go around the world here and see what the top videos are everywhere else. <laughs> I, did, I did it for science. There's there's a lot of interesting stuff. Dude, Most the, fucked up country, one, Germany for sure. One hundred percent. Lots Dude, of late, lots one, of latex. <laughs> the one, the one type of porn like I can't, I can't deal with is like, like where it's in a different language. It just fucks me up. Like I don't understand what's going on. Like I'm a guy yeah. that like I love, a, I love. Everyone loves a story, no matter how bad <laughs> the acting is. Right, so like, if there's like a five minute video, no, 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 I don't, I don't need that. I need like a backstory, like why You're are like they the forty five minute video guy? Not, <laughs> dude. How, I love, how I love how you time, can. How much time do you think I have? I'm more of like forty five minute like, video my, six times in one day. Like That's my ideal time. Yeah, I know. My ideal time is like fifteen to twenty minutes long, That's and so I bad. usually like, like once I have like my my feeling of like okay i know what's going on i just fast forward to the parts i want to see and like, yeah yeah i mean you could do that too. you know yeah but the worst part <laughs> is is like when you're when you're doing that and then you get a, all these bullshit fucking notifications from all the boys snapchat groups it's like <laughs> fucking elijah needham yo what time are we recording tomorrow boys like, boys i just sent this fucking comedy central video go watch it yeah. I'm, like, oh, God. I'm like now all i'm picturing is you guys are in the room with 
those <laughs> something that we share on occasion. So then, then just, you get a just call remember from, that. Then you get a call from Bailey who's in his car just wants to talk. <laughs> oh my god, dude. There, there's there's actually been a time when Bailey called me and like I've actually talked to him and my and my cock is still just in my hand. Like, <laughs> I should like I should probably like like put some pat like I've actually gone like I've talked to Bailey naked over the phone for five seconds and i like i got so embarrassed i got so self-conscious i actually got dressed fully and then sat on my couch <laughs> talked to him for 35 minutes and then went back to what i was doing anyway <laughs> bailey's Bailey gonna go home and shower you, after you, this episode you've caught me at some compromising times you just don't know it anyway <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Well, okay um, so why don't got- why don't why don't we actually jump in to why we're actually here not just to talk about Josh's masturbation stories, because I'm pretty sure we covered all the poop stories last week. <laughs> we're not ready for content. We're just, this is our premium content. We've been saving for a rainy day. Dude, we are not dry at all. Dry content is when Josh is going for that sixth round. Yeah. <laughs> That's dry content. Anyway. Um, so, Elijah, you want to intro it, or how do you want to do this? I'll intro. I'll intro, because I'm a beauty. <laughs> um so <laughs> yes i am on my high horse today boys yeah. welcome to quarantine day 17 um so we actually had a very exciting interview we brought on um a gentleman by the name of matt brown um if you guys haven't heard of him um he was in a severe accident that obviously took place on the ice um in norwood which is just uh i want to say it's just south of boston am i correct there boys or is it north anyway uh, and so, it yes. obviously, so sounds right. yeah, yeah, it's, uh, affected, um, you know, his ability to walk and move his arms, um, and whatnot. But obviously we, that incident didn't let him, uh, bring him down or anything like that. So Elijah actually reached out to him. We actually got him on, which is, um, uh, crazy. And for all the normal podcasting, we normally do all the bullshit shooting the shit like we are now. Um, this one I would say is easily like, my favorite one this season like it, it was uh it was amazing to talk to this kid like just such an inspiring human and um you know super down to earth and just i guess for me it's just like that mentality of never giving up um he's the kind so, of person where it's like you talk to him for a few minutes and you just know that he's genuine yeah you you already know this this guy's a beauty so absolute 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 uh legend this guy is um very famous in that part of the u.s um and in the boston area um and unfortunately he is a Bruins fan, but that that's okay. Guy's still unreal. <laughs> the one um, guy so, we'll look past that for. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So without further ado, boys, what do you say? Let's kick it over to Matt Brown. All right, everyone. Uh here we go. We are pleased to welcome on one of our most prestigious guests to date. Um it's Matt Brown. And on January twenty third, a colli- a collision during a hockey game left him paralyzed from the shoulders down. And in the 10 years since, he's graduated from high school, college. He's also written a book and started a foundation all while remaining committed to one day reaching his goal of one day walk again. So here we are more than 10 years later, Matt. Welcome to the podcast. How the hell are you doing? Thank you for that. Um, Thank you for that introduction. I didn't even have to send you any any money, any money your way for that. Uh, (laughs) No, really. Um, Good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, It's kind of a weird a weird time right now with this quarantine life. Um, but, you know, getting used to it, um, really just going day by day, hour by hour. Yeah, no kidding. And in terms of the fees, 
if I was able to do an intro without stuttering, I might think about charging people, but I'm still working on that part. So that's at least a few months away for sure. You're talking to someone that went to speech therapy for five years in elementary school. So I, I feel you. <laughs> no kidding, man. <laughs> so yeah, why don't we jump awesome. into this? We're, we're hoping to give you a chance here to kind of talk about your story. But first, we wanted to kind of jump into what life was like growing up. I mean, you're a pretty standard, normal guy, right? So why, why don't you jump into kind of your early high school life and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I you know grew up in a town of uh, Norwich, just, just south of Boston, um, about 15 miles south of Boston. And growing up, it was a normal, you know, childhood. We had a great neighborhood full of friends, um, great families in the neighborhood. I went to, um, I, I could walk to school, you know, to and from every day. Um, you know, played little league, played, uh, you know, town hockey, did the soccer, did football growing up, played golf. Um, it, it was, it was a normal, you know, childhood. I did the local town, uh, the local town camps in the summer. Had plenty of friends. Um, my dad's one of eight. My mom's one of six. So lots of family uh, in the area, lots of cousins. So there was never a dull moment around the holidays or with any of the uh, with any of the fa- uh, friends or families. Um, hockey really became, you know, a focal point in my you know life when I got to about middle school. I really uh, started to fall in love with the game, and you know the cliche saying "eat, sleep, hockey." Well, that became a way of life when I, you know, entered middle school and. Um, Growing up in elementary school, it's funny you you see the um, you see these high school athletes, and you don't know any better, but your nose is pressed to the glass, and mm-hmm. you see these high school high school hockey kids that they're they're the same thing to the NHL in your eyes when you're when you're a young kid. And I remember growing up, um, you know, when I got into middle school, it became a dream of mine to make the high school hockey team. Um, you know, years of going and knowing what. It was like to see these guys play in front of your hometown and you know all mm-hmm. these fans. That was my goal as a you know middle schooler and when I got into high school. Yeah. Um, so when I, it was all about you know focusing and you know really committing to the sport that I love so much. Love it, man. Um, so obviously, uh, when you were playing hockey, um, aside from hockey, what was your favorite sport? What did you like the most? Yeah, to tell you the truth, I I really fell in love with the game of golf. Um, oh, you know, okay. Oh, we oh, baby, we're golfers. We love. Are golfing. you? Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we need to preface that when we say we're golfers, it means that we've we're been struggling with golfers. the idea of golf for yeah. like the last three years, and that's what remains competitive. Mm-hmm. But what's better than sneaking out to the course for four <laughs> hours, having a couple of wobbly pops with the boys, and seeing oh, yeah. where the seeing where the day takes you? Fuck yeah. yeah. I love that. I just, I, I can't that. get over how I show up to the course every day with some form of like irrational confidence and over the next four hours, how it's slowly beaten out of me one shot at a time. Went out, you know, every, every, you know, that first tee, that first shot, you're confident that you're going to shoot your um, low score of the, uh, of your career uh, of the year. Yeah. And by whole three or four, mm-hmm. it is, you know, that's out the, that's out the window and you're digging deeper into that cooler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so did you participate in, in kind of like any golf? I, I don't, is golf teams the right word or kind of like competitive yeah, golf yeah, at a I, young age? I, I was on the, um, I never did like the competitive, um, golf tournaments growing up, but we would spend, you know, we would get growing up in middle school, we'd get dropped off at 10 a.m. and, you know, get picked up at 6 p.m. play, 
play 27 holes, you know, goof around, go to the tripping range, like the driving range and um, mm. really, really just um, just chase the ball around. You know, yeah. when I got in, when I got into high school, it really became a little bit more serious. Um, and you know, I made the golf team uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Nice. So, uh, Matt, what was your what was the lowest score you've ever shot then on a course? What was your record? Um, I you know I think it was eighty five. Okay. Okay. I think eighty five. Oh. And um, I like that. But what was funny was that I I just you know it's funny growing into my sophomore year that summer I I had I hit a uh, you know a stride and really became it really was golfing better and I finally finally beat my dad a couple times that fall which um oh which baby I, which i'm sure drove him up a wall but deep down i think he was um i think i think he was pretty happy yeah for sure nice well, man get, i like like you get you get to have that for the rest of your life now like you got that hanging over him you're like dad man I, I, like i wiped the floor with you a couple times there tell you the last the last time we went out i was four up through the first four holes and and he was gripping the uh he was gripping the golf cart steering wheel tighter and tighter. The farther along um, we got in, 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 in the front line. That's hilarious. I love that. And That's I, I awesome. Saw, I watched a couple of interviews that, that your family did and you did throughout, I, I think, some of the local networks in Boston. And, and just seeing the kind of personality that your dad seems like he has, like he, it, it, it looks like you guys would have a good time ribbing each other about that back and forth. 100%. And that, um, it, it was so funny because um, – you know, it, it was our little, it was, it was a way like, like I said, you got to spend four hours out there, um, together. So me and him really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I obviously learned the game from him. So as much as it killed him deep down, he was, um, I, th- I think he was very proud at, at the time, but trust me, I, I let him know, um, the whole ride home and the whole next week that I, <laughs> that I finally got him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. There's nothing awesome. better than beating the old man at, at, at a sport, that's for sure, because they always think they're so untouchable. And then obviously, as you grow up and you get stronger and whatnot, then yeah, you just start whooping them. Passing of the torch. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, other than other than sports, Matt, um, you know, what other hobbies do you have? Uh, now we're growing up. I, 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 I guess... Um, growing up, it was, you know, chasing girls down the hallway and, you know, playing sports here and there. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it was golf. It was, you know, wiffle ball. It was really just, you know, hanging out, having fun. Um, uh, now it's, you know, now it's about, you know, staying busy and staying. Um, I guess I guess I won't jump into now until I kind of maybe talk about, you know, yeah, the accident and everything after that. But yeah, so um, what, growing up, what? it was it was chasing girls and stuff. Nice. So you okay, really nice. took really took the Josh approach there. That's good. I, th- I think me and Josh will get to know. We'll, we'll get to. Be, um, would love to get to know one another a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah. So sorry, sorry, boys. You lost me there for a sec. Yeah, I um, you cut out mid mid question there. Yeah, <laughs> all, all all I heard all I heard was Matt saying that he likes chasing girls. I'm like, okay, perfect. I joined up at the at the perfect time. So so uh, we're back back even stronger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So why, why don't we get into the accident a little bit? So, I mean, 2010 rolls around. Uh, I think you're 15 at the time, right? I was. Yeah. I was. So why, and why don't you, why don't you take it over just from whatever, whatever point you want to jump into, if you want to go after or, or even the day of whatever, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, I, I think this, I think really the story starts 
kind of when I got into high school. I um, I really loved, uh, I loved, you know, the thought of being in high school and, you know, you have that, wow, you're, you're really starting to grow up. Um, you know, you, you enter high school as a 14-year-old. There's 18 and 19-year-olds walking the hallways and, you know, you, you, like I said, you feel grown up. Um, and at the same time, um, you know, freshman year, I played on the golf team and I, you know, it was time for hockey season and I was so excited. Um, I, you know, at the time we only had a varsity and JV team. Um, so I, I was sent to the JV team and I really just went through the motions that year. I, you know, was happy to be on the team, but I really just didn't give it much effort at all. Um, really didn't care for practice, looked forward to the games and just went through the motions. And, you know, after freshman year and near the end of the summer going to sophomore year, I reflected back on that time and I was so bummed at, you know, how I conducted myself and my attitude um, back in freshman year. So I, I, I made, a, made it a point that I was really going to 110%, you know, at least in the fall to start. Um, and in the fall, you know, you have, you have midget hockey and it can go one of two ways, whether you know, you have guys that want to fight um, every every game or teams that actually are competitive. And um, mm-hmm. and during the year, we had eight kids at most during a game at nine kids. So for 36 minutes, we were skating, you know, 28, 29 minutes a game. So our legs were getting stronger. We, we were coming. I was becoming more comfortable with the puck. Um, and I found myself in great, you know, what I thought was great shape going into tryouts for the varsity team. Um and first day of practice, I first day of tryouts, I realized that I'm, geez, I'm really holding my own. Um, I don't see my number on the cut list. You know, Tuesday, I'm same thing. Wow, I feel like I'm really going to handle handle it. Um, and then Wednesday and Thursday, I you know I feel like I got it. And the last day of cuts, last day of tryouts, um, my name's on that list, and I get cut and sent to the JV team. Fuck um, shit. And and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm I'm devastated. Um, you know, as a sophomore, it's, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the sh- biggest, you know, shock or news at all. Um, but I, I went home that night and devastated. And I told my parents that I wanted to quit. Um, and they were, you know, taken aback, but they, they said they were going to support me in any way. But they, they told me that I really should think about it. And um, I remember going upstairs into my room and, you know, really thinking of what am I going to do? And, you know, I, I started to change the way I thought about my situation. You know, I realized that I couldn't just hope to make the varsity team, you know, as great a shape as I thought I was in. I was going to need to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember, you know, I, I changed the way I went forward. I started eating better, working out more, running outside more. And the biggest thing I did was I went out back and, you know, grabbed 100 or so pucks and shot them every day, every day, every day. And before you knew it, the hard work was paying off. I started to practice with the varsity team a little bit more. Um, I practiced with them regularly. And then I finally got my jersey. And I was mm-hmm. put into the lineup um, against our rival, Walpole. And it's a game I will always remember. Um, just an unbelievable tilt. Um, and I, we won the game 6-2. to two. I'm sorry. I, I, um, I'm, I'm caught up in the story. So, no, I love it. <laughs> so, so we, we meet Walpole six, three, the boys are fired up. Um, we, yeah. we win our next game against Natick. Um, and then it came time for a game against Weymouth. 
Um, the game against Weymouth was a uh, five o'clock afternoon game down yeah. in Hingham on January 23rd, 2010, Saturday afternoon. So, you know, the boys were excited to go in, you know, get a W and kind of see where the night took us after that, after a nice win. Um, <laughs> the boys were looking to get after it. <laughs> the boys were the boys were excited um we were riding like a five game heater and um so everyone was fired up and uh you know puck drop first period we realized that we were very outmatched and we were extremely lucky to you know get out of the first period down two to one um but during that first period i wasn't playing well our line wasn't playing well one of us would sit, two would skate with someone else and vice versa. And I remember going to the locker room and coach was letting us know um, we had to pick it up before we right. even left the ice. Uh, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I don't really remember much of the first intermission. I uh, it, It's a blur to me right now looking back on it. Um, there's bits and pieces I remember. But he wasn't happy. So we were all fired up to get out there and, you know, change the game around. Um, and like the first period, one of us would uh, sit Two of us would skate, vice versa. And halfway through the second period, he finally turned and looked at the at, looked at the three of us and said, "Now go do something." And so I hopped the boards. You know, put, um, our our defensive zone is down the other end of the ice now. And when I turn, I see that the puck is heading towards our zone um, across the red line, across the blue line, and I see that the puck is heading uh, kind of towards behind our net. So I raced after it. And I remember I picked it up right about the bottom of the faceoff dot and started to head behind the net. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the puck the puck bounced off my stick, um, ricocheted off the boards, but it didn't continue along the boards like it normally does. It actually bounced back and came back between my feet. You know, at the same time, I looked down to see where it was and felt a player on the other team converge on me, and we collided. You know, I ended mm-hmm. up losing I ended up losing the uh, my footing, and I went headfirst into the boards. Um, with, with the top of my head um, hitting the end boards um, and you know one of the first things you're taught in hockey is that when you get hit you get back yeah, up you get back and, up, and yeah. you get back in the play yeah um, so, so I sent that message to my body but nothing happened I um, I sent it again and the result was the same and I started to panic I you know I was losing I was losing, you know, kind of control of my body. Can we quiet the dog? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we gotta we, leave we, that we, in. Yeah, I'm, I not know, I'm sorry. That out. No, it's okay, man. We, it's, <laughs> the amount of shit that we like, we de- like that we contribute to this in that sense is hilarious. So don't worry. Oh, you know what's crazy <laughs> is that I'm in like the heat of like the highlight of. It's such an intense story, and we have an eight-week-old puppy that won't stop barking. Um, sorry, it was, but, it uh, wasn't even that, that, that audible, so don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, it's good. all good. Um, but anyway, so we'll jump back in. Um, so I send that, <laughs> Just jump that back piece. right to the climax of the story. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I send that message to my body, and nothing happens. Now, one of the things, you know, about you know growing up and going to the games and the dads are normally in one corner and the moms are up in the, uh, up in the stands, each cheering just as hard, some louder than others. Um, and <laughs> my mom, my mom actually got to the game late that, late that day. And so she went and was talking to my dad for a little bit and they were behind the net, the same net that I hit 
And uh, I'm telling you, I hid at their feet. So they were the first faces I saw when I looked up. And they oh, saw in my right. face. Oh, they sure. saw in my face the panic and the uncertainty of what was going on. And I think my body was just going through too much at the time. And uh, I blacked out. And my next, memory, my next memory that I have is um, the mother of one of my best friends on the ice with the EMT trying to cut off my chin strap. And I looked around and I saw a lot of feet on the ice. And I knew this was serious. And when I saw that the bottom of my mother's jeans were wet up above the ankle, that let me know that she'd been on the ice for a long time. Um, and I knew this was more serious than I ever thought. Um, so there were a few tests taken. We waited for the, um, we waited for the EMTs to show up with the fire department. Um, and I was put on the back door when they showed up and you, you know that, you know, in the football and baseball and hockey, whenever someone gets hurt and they get wheeled, they get, you know, carted off, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, they throw up that fist, they throw up the, the thumbs up with a finger and say, you know, like just to acknowledge, like, thank you. Thank you for your, your support. Yeah. So yeah. when I was on the ice, when I was on the ice, it was, you could hear a pin drop. It was absolutely dead quiet. And yeah, when I started to get wheeled off, when I started to get wheeled off, erupted. And, you know, I just wanted to show everyone, you know, thank you for the support. I'm going to be okay. And I tried and I tried and I tried to put that fist up, that thumb up and I couldn't. And, you know, it was just another reminder that man, this is going to be, this is more serious than I thought. And I got yeah. to the ambulance and I, and I was looking at this, um, the lights on the top of the, on the ceiling of the ambulance thinking, what just happened? You know, is this, is this real? Is this serious? And I arrived at social hospital. I was there for a couple hours, a couple x-rays. I was intubated. And ultimately they gave me some medicine to, you know, put me to sleep. And I woke up at children's hospital in Boston Five yeah. days later. Holy shit. That's crazy. Fuck. Man, that life Fuck. life sounds like it goes a, mi- a million miles a minute, whatever. Like, yeah. like oh. you said, that, that moment in the ambulance where you're thinking, like, what just happened? Like, I, um, yeah. Like, it, it, like, it, felt, it felt fake. And I, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. And um, it, the ride to Social Hospital felt, you know, it took what seemed like hours. Uh, and, and, you know, like time kind of stands still and... Yeah, it, it was um, obviously life changing, but I um, but I woke up at Jones Hospital and I was surrounded by just an unbelievable support system. My friends were in there, my family was in there, and I realized that you know it was then and there that I was I was I wasn't going to take this journey alone. Um, mm-hmm. And trust me, trust me, there were dark moments there. I asked why a lot. You know, what did I do to deserve that? And you know, what did I do? Why did it happen yeah. to me? But I, yeah. I quickly put that, I, I quickly put that behind me and set a goal that it was time to look forward and not back. Yeah. So it, it almost seems like, you know, like one of my next questions was, uh, you know, like how long did it take you uh, for you to accept that you know this is the way that things are for now, um, and then and when did you realize that you want to actually put what happened to you to good use and actually help other people that are in going through a tough situation, kind of like a, you know, not a right headspace. Like how long did it take you to kind of come to terms with the situation that you're in? Oh, I, I, I think that's a great question and it has a few different answers. I, uh, 
I think it happened in stages. And to tell you the truth, I think it's still happening. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, there were, that moment at Children's Hospital where I was like, you know what? I have such a support system. I got so many people behind me. You know, who am I to, you know, to let that just go? And I got these mm-hmm. people behind me. Why don't I, you know, follow the same mentality? And yeah. it happened, it happened when I got down to Shepherd Center, also down in Atlanta. You know, I, I had to move a thousand miles away um, to continue my rehab. And right. it was hard. And it was, it was, but it was the next step in my road to recovery. So it happened down there that I realized that, yes, you know, listen, I'm learning to live in a wheelchair. I got to learn to live in it for now. And it doesn't mean it's, that it doesn't mean that it's forever. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it, it was a step there. Um, when I realized that I, you know, I returned home in, to Nord um, for about four months after after the accident, and the town of Nord. I this injury has been really shitty, but I have been so lucky in so many in so many different facets of it. It's I, I can't even wrap my head around it. And a town yeah. of Nord has has supported me. The hockey community has supported me, and that's really what has gotten me to where I am today. But throughout this journey. I have seen so many others facing the same stuff I went through, the same stuff my family went through without any support. And, yeah. and that kills me. And mm-hmm. so that's where, you know, that's where I want to come back and, you know, be to someone what the Boston Bruins Foundation was to me and the Travis Roy Foundation was to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 every day, every day, you know, it's, it, it changes. And I, I look myself, in the mirror and um, bad days come. I have a great, like, you've heard me enough. And, and I'm, I, feel, I sound like a broken record saying I have an unbelievable, you know, support system. And they make sure those bad days don't linger. Um, yeah. So, so I'm telling you, there's days that I want to give up. And um, it's, I have to dig deep and make sure that they don't linger. Um, so, yeah, it, it, to go back to your original question. Yeah, I'm I'm still learning to cope with it. Um, it's taken it's taken a bunch. Um, yeah, but man, it's it's. I'm 25 now. I have a long life ahead of me. You know, I mm-hmm. I'm going to live each day to the fullest, and you know, going to enjoy life along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. for sure. Well, I think one of the most important things that in Josh's question was like it it was accepting that this is the way it is now. Like, not that this is the way it has to be for forever day after that. Yeah. yeah, it's for now. No, and, and, you know, before me, you know, a spinal cord injury, they would say, you know, you're never going to walk again. Yeah. And they, throughout, they wouldn't and, even really involve throughout, themselves, really. Like, yeah. That, no, that was like the and diagnosis. You're 100% right. Yeah. Right. And, but through that, they've told people that they'll never walk again. And so many people have proven, you know, doctors wrong that they don't know. And it's, it's, you know, it's my job to keep my body as healthy as possible. Um, you know, for whether I regain, you know, movement and, you know, get my, uh, legs and arms back, whether it's through hard work or if there's a medical cure along the way, but it's Mm -hmm. my job to keep my body as healthy as possible for when that comes. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. Huh. And, and along the way, I mean, I, 
like I said, I've gotten to listen to a couple of your stories and watch a couple of things. And it sounds like you, you've met some incredible people along the way, whether they whether it be professional athletes like Bergeron or whether it be just some some guys like Lucas Carr or some other guys who nurses and other things like who who would you say has been the most instrumental either in the the immediate aftermath of all this or even just in the long term like who's other than your family i think because that's like an everyday kind of thing um who are some of the other guys that help you the most throughout all this oh man i don't even know where where <laughs> bring up the laundry list right <laughs> yeah no it's, um listen i've i've been so lucky and it's, it's, it's funny i i i public speak I public speak, uh, I speak to, you know, elementary schools, middle schools, colleges about facing adversity. And we always open it up to question and answers at, at the end. And, um, you know, I was speaking at an elementary school and a third grader, you know, raised his hand and you never know what, what you're going to get with these kids. You know, yeah. they ask what, they ask, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? <laughs> so, so, so it's fun. It's fun. And this, um, this third grader raised his hand and he said, if you could hit a button and go back to the beginning and change everything, would you do it? And I was like, oh, my God, what a Jeez. what a question from a third grader. Yeah, like reason, no shit. Yeah. This guy's hard, hard hitting, man. Yeah, and I didn't know how to answer it. And the reason why – this has a point. The reason why I bring it up is because throughout everything, throughout this journey, I have met some of the most amazing people, um, some of the most amazing memories, and that's – you know, hearing from individuals to talk about, you know, that my story or the book has helped them with their, you know, uh, fight against depression, fight against um, sobriety. And it's so, you know, these memories, it's like those individuals that come up to me, uh, it, they make they're the ones that, you know, have such an impact on me because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it goes hand in hand, you know, but my story is having impact on them and hearing that has an impact on me. Um, in the professional world, it's Patrice Bergeron. And I, he was, he was the first Jersey I saw um, when I opened my eyes at, at, at children's hospital. And he, um, you know, sent a Jersey that said to Matt, stay positive, signed it. But he also wrote a handwritten note. And this was 10 years ago. So he's 24 at the time, took time out of his day to write a handwritten note that talked about his concussion that he, suffered you know a a, a few days before i mean a, a, a few a year and a half before so he 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 knew on some level what i was facing um and, and hearing from him and through him and I, i've got to know so many of the um so many of of the great uh, of the guys on the team andrew farrens wrote my andrew farrens you know wrote the forward to my book that's right wow. and the, the the relationship i have with you know patrice and andrew you know, Patrice is like a, you know, a, a friend and Ferenc is a little bit of a, a little bit more of an older brother, younger brother type. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's but cool. No, I, and I, and I, I think I've, I've gone in a full circle with this question um, or with this answer. Uh, but man, it's, it's, it's those guys that, you know, that have such an impact on me. You know, mm -hmm. Travis Roy has been, um, Travis Roy, uh, who, who suffered a spinal cord injury at BU in the early 90s. Um, you know, has been a huge, huge help to us, what to expect and, you know, to help us through everything that we were going through. Um, I've met so many amazing doctors and, you know, that my first nurse that he has a chapter in the book, um, Dennis Doherty, who, 
was my head charge nurse at Children's Hospital. Yeah. Um, in, in a time where I needed a buddy that what I was going through and know me and kind of get to understand me when I needed something and when we needed to tell people it was time to leave and let me get my rest. Man, he was a godsend and I um I am so so incredibly lucky for him. Um it it's the list goes on and on. Um I'm, I'm pretty sure we could get you talking hours about the guys that have. I, I, again, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm all okay. over the place with the answer. <laughs> it's uh, okay. But, but, but you're so right. It's um, <laughs> there's so many people that have, you know, have had such an impact, and the memories I have, yeah, you know, will will I, I'll remember them for as long as I live. Yeah. Um. My next question. Um. You know, obviously with this whole injury, you know, I feel that sometimes with bad things that can happen to people, the, the cause of that um, can create a little bit of, you know, animosity towards, you know, what caused them to be like this. Like, did you hold any, you know, any fear or, or I guess anger towards the game of hockey at all? Because it, it was essentially that that caused you the way that you are now, like, did you distance yourself at all or what was your kind of mentality towards hockey after this happened? I, um, I'll tell you my love for the game, I think grew even, even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it grew even more. And I think one of the biggest parts of that is that, you know, me and Tyler, the, the individual that was racing for the puck with me that day, mm-hmm. um, you know, this accident and it was a thousand percent an accident. We're playing yeah. the game hockey should be played, which is, you know, hard, fast, and, you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever we can for our team. Yeah. You know, this injury, this accident blossomed into a relationship that I I can't even wrap my head around it, how great it's been. Um, our mm-hmm. families have become super close. Um, you know, we're friends now. Um, right. And I think that had a major impact on me not having any ill will against the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm telling you, and, and you know, I, I enjoy going to the rink. Sure, I I, I watch the game differently now. Um, yeah. Um, I take a more of a, a point of view. I'm not 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 just watching the puck anymore. And mm-hmm. no, it's um, I, I'm telling you, I I have no ill will against the game of hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I agree. Do you have anything? Yeah, that, that's a great. I, I love that question that Josh asked too, just because I feel like I imagine for Tyler after this all happened, like obviously you're going through everything you're going through for four months, like you said. But after, w- once you get home and you kind of start adjusting to life after this, where did you guys get in contact right away? And did, like, who reached out to, I, I imagine he reached out to you? Yeah, so it, it's a funny story. Um, one of the things that my parents did when I was, in children's hospital was, you know, one would stay the night, one night, one would go home and try to get some sleep and they would switch off every night. And, um, you know how early doctors do rounds at 5am, 6am. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I'd woken up one early, early one morning and I called my mom over and I, I couldn't talk really well. And I was kind of just mouthing to her and I started with the, you know, why me, why did this happen to me? You know, talking about that and, um, Clearly, I, I didn't like the answer she was giving me, so I changed the subject. Um, but, <laughs> Come on, Ma. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
but but something clicked in my mind, and I asked her about the boy from Weymouth, and I, I said to her, I was like, um, can I see him, and can I talk to him? Um, is he okay? And when I asked her, you know, can I see him, she thought about it, and she said, absolutely not. And we had no ill will against him, um, but as mothers always know, um, they mm-hmm. know best, and she said, it's not going to be fair to him to come in and see you with these monitors, with these machines, with these tubes, with this neck brace on, it's, it, it would have been, it wouldn't have been fair to him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and she was right. And so when I got back from the Shepherd Center, um, we, we had a cookout one day and, and his family came up and I'm sure he must've been nervous as hell. Oh man, not I can't even imagine. Not, not knowing what the hell he was, you know, walking into. Well, and I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you guys are like, you guys are still 15, 16 years old at this point, right? Exactly. We, we're oh, we're kids. We're yeah. kids. Yeah. I can barely talk to the wall and nonetheless another human at that age. Yeah. Um, no, but so he, he, when he got here, we jumped right into conversation about the Stanley Cup playoffs going on. We didn't talk about, we didn't talk about the injury because we didn't have to. Um, we, it, it was behind us. It was behind us. And it was about growing our relationship going forward. And I followed his career, um, the rest of his high school career. I followed his, um, uh, college career up in, up in Norwich. Um, and, you know, I'm following his career now down in the SPHL, um, the Southern Professional Hockey League. And I finally, finally, um, got to go down and finally see him play this year right before all the, um, craziness happened with this virus so i'm i'm so happy that i'm so happy i finally got to see him play and i'm so happy our relationship is what it is today yeah holy that's nuts that's crazy dude um yeah and and i think like you know there is i feel like there's kind of one or two ways that someone can kind of you know look at life um you know after something bad happens to them and and i feel like you've you know, you took that positive way. Like, it's so easy for someone to just, you know, be like, screw this. I, you know, hockey did this to me. I hate this. I hate my life the way it is now. But, you know, honestly, like talking to you now, Matt, like the way that you've turned, like, you know, turned this into a positive is like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like, and it's so inspiring. And in terms of what you've done, you've made amends, you know, with, with people, you have an unreal support system. Like, you know, as shitty as it is or it was, like, I feel like you've just had like a totally positive outlook. And, you know, we've been talking for the last like 35 minutes and I can already see that. Like, it's, it's nuts, man. So, you know, well, yeah. Pro- pro- well, I, I, I thank you. I thank you for that. And um, I, I, I can't, you know, reiterate enough that I no means have done this on my own. Um I yeah. had such an amazing, you know, it, it's a bill that just got me to where I am today. And um, mm. so I, you know, I, I, I think that if, if, if I can, you know, leave it with anyone that just, you know, don't be afraid to lean on others for support when you need it. And mm-hmm. yeah, time, t- times get tough and all of us face yeah. adversity in some way. So be yeah, there, absolutely. you know, be, be there to help others and, you know, never be afraid to lean on others when, when, when the going gets tough. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, now before sure. we before we jump into some kind of current sports talk and even just the current climate with what's going on around the world, 
I, I just have a small curious question in terms of like your college education and stuff. What, what did you, what did you pursue? Oh man. Um, I, I went down to Stonehill and, uh, just a school that was, it's about 35 minutes away and it's, it was, it was perfect. It was a perfect fit. It was far enough away that I felt like I was on my own, but close enough if I ever needed anything. And, um, one of the things I really wanted to put an emphasis on that if I was going to go to school and go to college, I wanted to have a, um, you know, I, th- I think a true college experience and not a get dropped off and get picked up experience. And yeah. um, so me and one of my best friends growing up, we actually lived together down there all four years. Um, oh, and I, I it, 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 man, oh, where to begin with, with the stories? Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> my God, it was, uh, this guy's got a it vault was, uh, ready. <laughs> oh, it, it was great. Um, it was, uh, um, Oh man, it was so much fun, and we met so many people. I graduated with a degree in you know communication studies. Nice. I I was told time after time, you know, you don't have to do it in four years. You don't have to do it in four years. But just like I realized halfway through, you know, junior year of college, uh, high school was that you know my friends were there, and I I didn't want to graduate with anyone else. And yeah. when I looked around, you know, junior year of college, I I met. You know, I looked around and saw so many friends that we were living with and so many friends that I, you know, grew to, you know, know and, you know, become friends with. And I couldn't see myself graduating with anyone else, you know, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I put the foot down and really tried to, you know, and I, I ended up graduating on time with, um, you know, the kids I wanted, I, I started with. So, um, it was fun, man. I, uh, I, you know, so many memories and so many friends were made and, but most of all, I, I realized, you know, those first three weeks of freshman year, I was sick to my stomach. I thought I made the wrong decision. And I truly thought that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I was going to have to drop out. And every day got a little bit easier. Every week got a little bit easier. Um, and when I ended up graduating at the end, I realized that I'm capable of so much more than, um, you know, I sometimes think. And just getting that little bit of independence back went such, went such a long way. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. I heard you describe it one time when you said like, you know, I, I at that time I only had like five or 10% independence, but getting that five or 10% back was the biggest thing that you could really, you could, you could do at that point. Right. Like that's that, that 10% or 5% for you, that, that meant the world to someone else. Like that's a hundred percent for someone else. I had no idea what, you know, what 10%, you know, would do to me mentally and, you know, in, and and just physically, it was, it was uplifting. It was eye opening, and it it was that like you said, that ten percent might as well have been a hundred percent because it was it 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 motivated me. It you know it calmed nerves about what mm-hmm. the future might hold. Um, no, it it was it was everything. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, Kate, Elijah, what do you think? Sports talk. I mean, you're. Yeah, Matt, you're, we, uh, Matt, you're a sports guy, right? Like you like absolutely. all sports. <laughs> all right, perfect. Fuck yeah, Good I love stuff. this kid. Um, also, Matt, where do you live now? You said that you had to move from obviously Norwood down to Atlanta for um, rehabilitation and whatnot. Where are you currently living? I'm, I'm still, I'm still in, um, back in Norwood. Um, okay, with roommate one and two, mom and dad. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you know along down the road I can get another bachelor pad like we had in uh <laughs> like we had it on school uh, i like no, that right right now it's uh right now it's with the roommate one and two and 
um, and, and a couple dogs. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool, that that cool, freaking cool. puppy, man. Zach, uh, yeah. Getting in the way here. It sounded like, uh, <laughs> sounded like Will Farrell in, uh, in, uh, wedding crashes yelling about yeah. the meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, before we jump into the sports talk, like what's, what's quarantine life for you, man? Are you just carboning yeah. like I am? And I, 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 I smell like pig pen. I, who cares about hygiene anymore? Yeah. I have, I, I have no, I, I have, I'm not going to any bars. I'm not going out and any, I, I stink. Um, but, uh, no, man, it, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually pursuing a, a master's degree. Um, oh, and, okay. oh. and yeah, nerd. Um, but, um, but, um, it, and of course, this was a semester that I, my my only class was online, so nothing has changed. So oh. I, I still have to. So oh, I still that's have to. You know, bullshit. Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. no but shit. No, it's, oh. it's, it's it's chipping away at that, chipping away at you know some foundation stuff, and really trying not to go insane with you know getting through Netflix, you know, too quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, even on a, a somewhat serious note, like you said, like. Your, your entire support system, a big chunk of that is your family, but also like your close friends that you had through school and through like the boys and all that. Like even it's tough for even for anyone right now to, to be isolated. So I can yeah, only I'm imagine when you, that's your support system and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Technology is, um, technology is, you know, a, a lifesaver right now. I couldn't imagine if this was, you know, 20 years ago, but I'm, yeah. um, you know, we have a group message with, um, friends from high school that there's, 13 or 14 of us. And I'm telling you, no exaggeration. There could be, there could be 750 messages, um, <laughs> sent, sent a day. Yeah. And, I, I, and the other thing I have to be careful of is, uh, running out of swipes on Bumble. I mean, it's anything. It's right, 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 right. Yeah. You can't run through all those in the beginning of the day. And then what are you going to do from 12 to 4? Exactly. Yeah. Matt, all you have to do, buddy, is just pay the extra five bucks a month and get that premium, baby. Just yeah. unlimited swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah. <laughs> We're saving money from the bars right now. Anyway, we got to put exactly. There you go. All the, all the money that you could have been spending on ladies. Now you're just spending on swipes. It's all good. It's all the same end goal. Indirectly so the like, same cause, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, here I, I got a big topic for us here, uh, and it's it's a short one. Brady to the Bucks. How are we feeling? Hey, my uh, heart rate just went up. I didn't, know <laughs> if I, just, I didn't know if I just killed everyone. Like I no, dropped. My heart rate that. just <laughs> went up a hundred beats per minute. Um, <laughs> listen, he he's given me quite frankly probably the best, you know childhood any any sports fan could could have so i yeah i i am forever grateful for tom brady um yeah but but it's going to be weird 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 week oh, one man. seeing him oh yeah you know thinking thinking back on it and you know in the future people are going to scratch their head when they see he went from new england to tampa bay to the um, box of all places, but, like, yeah. but their off their offense is loaded, so you know, yeah. good for yeah. him. You know, I, 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 it is what it is. I, uh, it, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy with Brady right now. You know, 
Um, I was listening to, I assume, do you listen to, uh, uh, obviously, are you a Barstool sports guy? You must be. If you're, if of course. You're East Coast. Of okay, course. perfect. I got, um, <laughs> perfect, I, I, yeah. I, I, I had Taylor Swift hold a uh, people a stool sign back in 2011. Oh, no way. No way. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I dropped a Viva stool on live TV at the Bruins parade. <laughs> Man, you're doing I the work that. of the people. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sick. There you um, go. So, obviously, you know who Dave Portnoy is. So, I was listening to him originally when uh, the rumors of Brady leaving, um, you know, uh, when he was thinking about leaving just New England in general, not necessarily to any destination in particular, but... Um, do you do you think though he he posed an interesting question? I'll reiterate it back to you. Do you think that Brady leaving is going to kind of put a stain on this dynasty? Because I mean, next year, you know, the Bucks are either going to do better than the Patriots or vice versa. So if if the Bucks have an unreal year and the Patriots do not, you know, do you think the whole praise of Belichick and Kraft is going to be tainted? Or if the Patriots do amazing? and Brady doesn't have a good year, do you think people are like, oh, well, Brady is, um, you know, like Belichick and Kraft. Just the quarterback mi- and stuff like the, that. Yeah, we're the minds yeah. behind this whole this whole offensive scheme that they've been doing for like 14 plus years. Like, do you think that Brady leaving is going to stain this dynasty? Like that, that was one question too, Matt. That's one question. <laughs> That's one question. Take That's a, a Josh like Brand that. one question right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, no, so, 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 no matter what happens, I think in the next year or two, um, ever get stained. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a run that is just will never be repeated. But what I will say is that I think Belichick and Brady are both more motivated than they have ever been before to prove exactly what you said mm-hmm. you know, what did brady make belichick or did belichick make brady yeah. yeah yeah it's a huge it's a huge chance for one of them to solidify their individual legacy a, a lot more than the other a hundred percent because because you got to think about belichick's record when tom brady was not a starter is like 42 and 57 yeah like so, yeah. so, so he's under 500 yeah yeah so he's under 500 um so no matter what, you know, if and when football starts, um, it's going to be very interesting. Um, and sports talk radio up in this area is going to be on fire. <laughs> they are going to go Monday bananas Friday. up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think my next, or I guess because Elijah already posed the uh, posed the whole Brady question in general. My question is, how the hell does it feel to live? In a city where, or like just oh, outside a city, where don't it is the literally city of champion stuff. The most, the most winning city for almost every major sports team. You got the Celtics, who are right there, or were right there before this whole season got fucking postponed. You got the Sox, which are just need I say more my favorite baseball team, hundred percent. You got the Bruins, who what two cups <clears throat> in what six years, something like that. And then you have, and then you have the <clears throat> dynasty. Then you have the Pats. I mean, obviously now the Pats dynasty could be over, but how, like, obviously you're a Massachusetts, you know, sports fan. Like, how's it feel, man? How's it feel to just win every every year? Like, is it even fun for you guys anymore? Like, how's well, that I, work? So I, I I think Boston is one of it's like nine or ten 
cities that have all four major sports. Yeah. Um, and you guys, yeah. do you guys want to get sick to your stomach? Oh God. I saw, oh, I God. saw all four major sports teams win a championship before I was 17 years old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right, Matt, I, have a good night, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been to, I've been to the Bruins parade. Um, I have, you know, the Bruins have been, you know, they won in 2011. Yeah. Um, they were in it in 2013 and last year. Yeah. Um, the regular season for the Pats doesn't start until the playoffs. Um, you know, the the Red Sox are a little bit. Of, the Red Sox are a little bit of a mystery because they're either in dead last or they're in the World Series. Yeah, um, yeah, I love Celtics, it about them. You know, and, and the Celtics are, you know, they won in two thousand eight, um, and they had that little slump, but they're they were right in it this year. And they're right so there. I, I've, yeah. So I've been to multiple uh, multiple parades, um, skip school for uh, most of them. So oh. it's um it's 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 never you know when one team might be struggling there's two others that are competitive as hell yeah and you know yeah. what I I kind of so we have to do a service here so we are by nature we are Vancouver Canucks hockey podcast so when you mentioned oh, the words 2011 let me talk about 2011 oh <laughs> no <laughs> yeah let's talk about Watching. it. Let's like, talk you know what? It. Like, I, I am so happy that a fan like you got to experience that. And, <laughs> and like, even knowing a guy like Bergeron, maybe send a text like, hey, way to fucking go, way to feed it to the Sedines. But I'm telling you, man, like, I was <laughs> downtown just amongst burning cars. And, like, that was my rock bottom when I was a kid. <laughs> so let me, I, 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 I won't go, I won't go as hard as I can, but being up, <laughs> being up, fight. Being up two nothing and going back home, oh yeah! And then, that was, and then uh, you guys, you guys must have saw for five or six years straight, just in your nightmares, the video of Marshawn in front of the net, just giving it and giving it and giving it to was it Daniel yeah. Sedin? What I, I can't even a which one. loser! Yeah, oh, that was what a what a. <laughs> You've endeared yourself so well to these fans, to our listeners, that they're gonna go so awol. You know what? You know what? Why don't we? Um, why don't we go back and you know promote the Amazon link? You know before all this happens. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about the book and the foundation and ways we collaborate before that. So, you know what? We we can end it and both. What a say, fun yeah, run. Tim Thomas is the worst Bruin of all time. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just throw that in the boys' group chat. So, yeah, so for all our listeners, so Matt's funny. a good guy, but you just got to understand mass holes will be mass holes. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, Went through holes. till the day I die. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Why don't we wrap this up? Well, let, let's give you a chance to kind of talk. You, you, we don't have to wrap it up quick. Let's talk, let's talk about your book and your foundation real quick. Yeah, man. I, um, yeah, this, th- this book was, um, you know, a long time coming in. I, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. I, I, I met my co-author, I, geez, you guys are going to be really pissed. I met my co-author the day Andrew Ferentz had his day with the Stanley cup and oh, he, boy. and he invited my family in, he invited, um, <laughs> Rick and Dick, he, he invited Rick, Rick, Rick and Dick Hoyt and team Hoyt. And at the time Todd was fucking Rick and Dick and, um, they were working with, um, uh, Todd was working with uh, Team Hoyt, and you know Todd met, met me, and we struck up a conversation. And he said, "You know, I think you should write a book." And this was a year and a half out, and I said, "Man, 
I'm flattered. I'm blown away, but I don't think I'm ready yet. And I would see him at the marathon every year because me and my running partner, Luke, run the marathon. He said, you know what? You should write, think about writing a book. Think about writing a book. And I said, man, I'm not ready. And um, it, it was senior spring uh, in college. And I realized that I had nothing lined up after. No job, no internship. And if I went home without a plan, I would be on the street because my parents would have been <laughs> so angry. Uh, so angry. And so I... um. I started writing down just memories and things that I want to cover in stories and what the book would look like, how it would flow. And I wrote 40 pages of what I thought was nonsense on Microsoft Word, just about everything. And me and Todd, you know, I, I sent it to him. I said, it's time. And we, we, we went through everything. We had, we had calls every Saturday just about getting more detail out. Um, and before you know it, we were, we were cutting and pasting, you know, stuff that we were, uh, that we, it, that we, talked about and it the book really started to take shape and mm-hmm. i remember it was all set we started a kickstarter campaign to um you know offset the cost of uh of you know the publishing but people would get a book in return and we were two weeks away from getting the books and having to send them out and i thought to myself what did i just do i am so <laughs> nervous i i i didn't add enough i added too much um, everyone's going to hate it. It's terrible. It's like that and, time you send your girl, att- like a girl attacks for the first time. You're like, Oh fuck. What did I do? Or, or like the, or like the, Hey, you up at 2am and you wake up at 7am thinking, yeah. thinking, Oh no. What have I done? <laughs> In a cold sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I'm telling you, that was, that was a feeling I had. I, uh, I was like, what did I just do? And I'm telling you in the first week or so, we got so many messages from people saying, they couldn't put it down. You know, our target audience was 14 to 25 with kids going through like the middle school, high school and college facing those everyday adversities. Right. We had parents that fell in love with it. We had grandparents that fell in love with it. Folks that graduated with my parents from high school and college absolutely loved it. And, um, you know, the way it's written is, um, you know, it, it's like me and the reader are having a conversation and what it does, it, it just peek, it lets them peek behind you know, the curtain of what goes on in an injury like this, all the emotions, yeah. the raw emotions, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we had people saying they were laughing and crying on the same page. Um, and, and it's, it's, I realized it was all worth it when I got those messages saying, like I talked about before that it was helping them with their fight for sobriety or the fight against depression. Um, and dude, it, it made it all, all worth it. Then I had nothing more to worry about. And the ride at, that you know it's taken me on has been truly truly amazing um and i'm so happy i'm so you know excited and you know proud of what the last year has been yeah yeah for sure good stuff me, me and josh are definitely gonna pick up a copy of that book and we'll, we'll be yeah uh, we'll definitely be retweeting it out and getting some exposure hopefully once we put this episode out there but also i wanted to plug in kind of your foundation as well because i don't know if that's something that you're currently busy with or if that was like more of a I don't know. I don't know. Like a couple of years passion ago, but is it still kind of so running hot hey, right now? Yeah. So I'm I'm so happy that you uh, brought that up. It's we everything was established uh, last fall. Um, we we just finished our website. So the website's hot. Um, we have our socials that we uh, need to start posting on. And I think you know this quarantine is you know this this kind of shit show that we're in right now is really um it's it's you know there's pros and cons of it. We're able to really get everything out. Um, we're 
kind of on the back burner of you know stuff we can do. But by no, but by um, but by uh, you know, no means is it um, stopping us from you know, raising money and helping those that have suffered spinal cord injuries and other debilitating um, illnesses. And it's all about being a the support there. Just like I said, how the Bruins and the Travis Wright Foundation have been to me, and that now it's our turn to be there for someone else. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, yeah, man. for sure. That's awesome. Love it. Um, Elijah, is that is that all we have then, I guess, for this guy? Yeah, I think we pretty much wrapped it up. That was a, that was a blast right. having this conversation. All right. All right, perfect. Well, Matt, um, dude, honestly, what what a what a pleasure, honestly. Like we're we're new at yeah. this. We just started podcasting this year, but holy shit, like I'm 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 not afraid to say it now, but like this is easily like the best interview I think we've ever oh, done. Nor- n- normally we're just a bunch of punks that just talk sports and just shit talk people and but I think this one was just just a whole other element and just a whole other level. So we can't yeah. thank you enough for coming on, dude. We we definitely appreciate it. And I, I can't tell you how much, you know, fun I had. You know, a, a, some of these other interviews and podcasts I've been on have been so rigid and everyone's scared to say scared to say whatever they want, but I felt like we're all in the same room and I uh mm. I really hope you guys aren't strangers and I really hope um you yeah, guys let's, make let's it keep out this east thing going. Or, yeah. yeah, make it out east, or if I make it up to uh, Vancouver, you know, whenever it might be, we, we yeah. have to sit a, uh, have a long night at, at, at a bar room. Oh, oh yeah. we yeah. got a couple For cool sure. places, don't we? You got a couple of places. Yeah. <laughs> one of my dreams is is now going to be once all this nonsense is gone and and the frontline workers have kind of worked their ass off like they already are. Um, we are going to have hockey back, and one day the Bruins will play the Canucks again in the finals. And I'm Cannot just not wait. Like, I'm not quite sure the setting yet. If we'll go down there and be the the enemy of the state, or bring you down here. But either way, we're gonna get oh, our revenge. One, it's gonna one happen. Yeah, oh, it's gonna yes. happen. Absolutely. The flags will fly high. Boys, and will not burn any more cars. Oh, boys! Thank you so much. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Take care, buddy. Yeah, guys. I'll talk to you. Be safe. All right. All right. Uh, I don't even know what I want to say right now. Bring it back. Wrap it and tap it. You know what I mean? Wrap it. Okay. okay <laughs> let's keep that. Let's keep that in. Uh. <laughs> All right. So we're back uh, from the interview with Matt Brown. We want to thank Matt for coming on. Um, boys, what'd you guys think? I thought that was unreal. Hey. Yeah. I think we all agreed it was our best interview that we've done. Mm-hmm. And, and by best, I mean like most enjoyable in the sense. It was pretty rewarding. Like it was a, like Jet Raps yeah. a genuine guy. Uh, he's also mm-hmm. just a homie. Like the way the way he talks, the way he presents himself. You can tell he's a character, and he's got tons of personality. So it was awesome to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is like you know, it, it's. I felt like, um, you know, going into this, you could almost. I feel like some people in that situation, like the, all they want to do is kind of dwell on the on the negative side of things and just like the incident and just like what their life is like now, but. You know, like, I feel like Matt's one of those guys that just consistently wants to look forward and, you know, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't let that situation get him down and it doesn't, uh, affect like his day to day life. And I think that's the most important thing, right? Like when, you know, when life throws tough situations at you, like, you know, you can, you can dwell on the negative or you can choose to move forward. And I think he's doing a pretty fucking bang up job of it. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right, boys. Well, do we have anything else for the listeners, or do you guys want to wrap it up? I think that's about it. That was a sick interview. It was a long episode. Uh, that's what people need right about now, though. All right. Love it. So, um, yeah, so I think that's it then. So, episode, where are we, 53? 
Oh, yeah. So, Bo Horvat in the books. Bo Scorvat in about two months, maybe. Maybe three yeah. months. Yeah. Four months. Maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, fuck. It's crazy. <sighs> crazy right. time we're in now, boys. But let's wrap it up. So, everyone stay safe. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Bye-bye. Oh, harder, baby. <laughs>